0: Welcome to Monday on the Mic, the podcast that takes hair care seriously. Each month we'll be having in-depth conversations with hair care experts and industry insiders, covering everything from ingredient intel and facts to hair trends and hot tips.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Monday on the Mic. I'm your host, beauty journalist Kate Lancaster, and today I'm sitting down with supermodel and Monday muse, Georgia Fowler. We talk about working in the fashion industry, her passion for sustainability, and how she came to work with Monday. Georgia is sweet, smart, and very switched on, and I loved chatting to her about all things beauty and wellness. So without further ado, here's Georgia. Hello, and thank you for having me. What have the last few months been like for you? <laughs> uh, last
2: few months have been very different. Uh, I'm used to being on a plane, you know, once every four days and in different countries and cities and uh, on photo shoots and parties. But I've been back in Australia and I've, I've been really loving it. It's a total different pace of life. and But it, it's, it's exciting. It's, I'm making the most of it.
1: You definitely have been. Actually, it's funny that um, you mentioned obviously coming back to Australia. When did you actually like come back? Yeah, I came back very start of
2: March because I had a job option here and a few of the jobs started postponing in the States and I was like, oh, I'll just take this while I can, thinking I was going to be here for four days. So I came with a carry-on bag and uh, then the jobs that were postponed ended up cancelling and I never went back.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, because I assume one of those last few jobs before everything went like really, really quiet was um, the L cover. Um, and it's so funny because I remember I called Elle's producer, um, who's one of my good friends, to ask her a question, and you were in the car with her driving back from the South Coast. Oh, it
2: was you, of course.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: No, that was really the last job um, I had done, you know, for months and was the last
1: of it. And the last owl cover, so sad. I know, but iconic as well for you. Stunning, stunning shoot. But I remember that that was when things were starting to get very – you know, serious and people were sort of starting to work from home. So um, I remember the team on the day were apparently social distancing. Um, we were, you know, just on the bottom of the world kind of thinking, what is going on? And
2: and that was the first job I went to. And, you know, there were no lockdowns or anything yet, but it was just feeling awkward. And it was, you know, the first job I did with makeup artists and hairdresser was wearing masks and gloves and everyone was very just nervous because no one had a clue what was going
1: to be no Um, no one had any idea um and then it obviously all got like really quiet um in australia and overseas as well not that you haven't been busy you've been very busy Um, (laughs) we'll come back to all of the things that you've been um working on a little bit later but um for now let's take it all the way back to your childhood what was life like for you growing up in new zealand
2: yeah, so I grew up in New Zealand, I a block from the beach, my family were all, you know, a few blocks away from each other, yeah, I had a pretty, pretty simple childhood, um, but I was born actually in England, and my dad was a professional golfer, so he was always on the tour, and we did a lot of travel from a very young age, which was a great introduction for me, because then when I had to travel for work, I... You know, knew my way around an airport very well
1: um do you um have any specific memories of what your relationship was like growing up to beauty and wellness? Was your mum into beauty and wellness? Yeah, well, I think you know in New Zealand, we have always kind of had a
2: no fuss approach to beauty in the past, and I remember my nana had nothing other than soap in the in the bathroom, and mum was much the same. It was a really luxurious thing to go and get a spa treatment um Or fluff about your face. So I didn't grow up in the beauty realm as such, but I did begin modeling at about 12 years of age and then started traveling overseas at 16 and very quickly was thrusted into it. And uh, yeah, have been so fortunate to have been working with the you know the biggest hair and makeup artists in the industry, and been offered you know facials and haircuts from the absolute gurus. So yeah, I, I've learned a lot along the way.
1: Yeah. So going back to when you first got into modelling, how did it all happen for you? How did you first get your start in the industry? My sister was actually scouted when she was about
2: 16 and I was 12 or 13 and was too young to be left home alone. And so I went into the agency with her and they plucked me up too. And then overseas agencies would come and visit, you know, smaller agencies from countries around the world. And they saw me and signed me when I was 15 and then uh, in school holidays when dad was overseas playing in Europe we all went over as a family and I tagged on a trip to the agency and stayed on the extra month in Paris and yeah the rest was kind of history. I got my first lease in New York when I was 17 and was fortunate enough that my mother traveled with me the majority of the time so it was yeah I was I was thrown into it but looking back now very, very bravely, I
1: guess. Yeah, very bravely. It's um a lot to, you know, be traveling at all, even at the ages of 15, 17, 18, let alone to be doing it for your career and having that kind of responsibility to show up for jobs and to show up on time. And I didn't um,
2: realize how bizarre it all was. I was just like, this is what I want to do. Let's go do it. And Gosh, if I could have some more of that in my adult life,
1: that would be great. Oh, my gosh. Literally everybody during this current pandemic, I'm sure, would love a little bit of the get up and go. <laughs> so, um, again, being being so young um, and like you mentioned, you have walked some of the biggest runways in the world, runways that literally models like would die to get on. Um, what was it like doing that and shooting for, you know, international titles at at such a young age were you did you have the same approach to it was it just let's go and do it or did you have like moments of reflection where you were like okay this is actually quite a big deal
2: yeah i mean I didn't feel like it happened all that easily compared to, you know, some of the girls around me that I began modeling with. And in their first or second seasons, they were walking for Chanel's Dior's, all of these high fashion brands. Um, And so it took me about you know maybe five years before I got onto a proper fashion catwalk and it took me I think you know more or less the same time six years or so to get on the Victoria's Secret catwalk and so I think I never took you know any successes for granted I was really appreciated when they did come I was fortunate enough to along the way I always managed to you know, do the smaller jobs to keep me going. But there were definitely moments being that young and having, you know, friends and boyfriends back in New Zealand and just all I wanted to do was to come home. But, you know, I've always, you know, been really determined and never gave up on anything. And I would, you know, maybe go home for a couple of weeks and I'd fly myself back and get straight back into it fresh. And I think that's just, you know, what we have to do in life is just just keep going and keep striving for what you really want and never give up and that's I think
0: you know, the resilience is what has got me this far. We've done our research and developed a product that your hair will love without any of the nasties. Monday Hair Care uses a high percentage of quality natural extracts and naturally derived ingredients in our formulas. We combine them with engineered ingredients so you get a high-performance product without compromising on quality or hurting your wallet. The cherry on top, Monday Hair Care is also proudly SLS, paraben and cruelty-free.
1: You know, is that has that been what New Zealand has kind of been for you? Like a, a beautiful, safe place that you can just come home and recharge and refresh?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just coming home to the family and I would, you know, come home for a couple of days and say, Oh, even that's just worth it, just to get get a snuggle from your family and then I've got the strength to go back and do it. Obviously the distance makes that very difficult, but um yeah, luckily, you know, growing up in New Zealand now having family in Australia as well, it's it's just a really refreshing place to come back to, you know, back from the big apple. It's it's a beach and it's sun and family and yeah, everything I do miss.
1: And um with the level of success that you've reached in your career and with those big international runways shooting for those big designers being on those magazine covers um often it comes with a significant amount of press attention and media speculation about you know your personal life and your professional life and again that must have been hard to navigate um you know when you first did at, at such a young age um how do you how have you learned to navigate that now Yeah,
2: it is. It's something that comes with you know being in media and being a face. People end up looking up to you whether you like it or not, and sometimes it is difficult because at the end of the day, you're like, I'm I'm just a model doing my job. I never signed up to do you know a a piece on politics. Um, But people look up to you, and I think that level of responsibility I've come to grasp, especially as I've gotten older and knowing how many young girls you know would look up to me and what what am I telling them is beautiful and what am I telling them is healthy and what I'm is just a huge responsibility which you know I hope to always kind of keep an upbeat relationship around exercise and yeah just you know things like that it's, it's always a challenge to navigate um but, yeah, it, it has, you know, had its moments being difficult in the dives into social life. Um, I've had countless interviews who have gone in to know who you're dating straight away, and I've just been like, oh, does it not? Like, why does it matter? I've worked so hard to get where I am on my own, and it's, you know, almost insulting to just be thrown into, you know, something else than talking about personal life. So no, it, it comes with its challenges, but ultimately I think it's it's quite exciting that you can you can show who you really are with social media now and yeah, have a have a lot to say and hopefully can make
1: people happy as well. You know, everyone these days is expected to have and share their opinion on everything on social media if you've got a platform. Um, you know, which can be really quite intimidating I imagine because you know you always want to make sure that you're really informed about things which I know is important to you that must be tough It's it's a real challenge because a lot of the time you know these are really big world issues that
2: are bigger than any of us and you know we're all just people trying to grasp what is going on in that moment and I have a platform and I should be able to come up with something but sometimes you just don't know what to say it's it's
1: like anyone, it's, it's really, it's difficult. Mm. And, and, you know, sometimes just showing support is is all that's needed. Sometimes there's not really much to say. And, you know, I, you're also very, very passionate about, you know, a lot of causes. There's a lot of causes that you do champion. I know um, one of them being the ocean and ocean conservation. Um, I remember that being a really big part of the Bazaar cover that we shot in December yeah I think that's the thing it's
2: also okay we are weary about what we're saying about big events but it's also really important to know that if I post about ocean conservation and I get one person to go out you know with their own bottle that day I'm I'm okay with that that is my job done and it's better than nothing so you know you will always get oh but you travel for work how can you say you care about the environment or you know there's always a little a little niggly hater on there but ultimately you just have to think if i can change a few people's minds and say every little change that we do will add up to something bigger in the grand scheme of things you know we can all make a difference which is really important and yeah you know you just have to be passionate and know you know do our best and also acknowledge that we don't know everything about everything and that's okay but yeah you show support where it's needed and and can share knowledge where you do know as well.
1: Totally. And I also think that it's like, well, not everyone can live in a cave without power or energy. You know, that's just not realistic. So, you know, to be able to have the platform that you do and the job that you do, to be able to bring those two passions together and be able to make a difference, like you said, is, um, amazing. Cause a lot of, a lot of people don't use their platform. So, um, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, you know? <laughs> no, you, you. all you do, can do is do your best. And I love that little Dr. Seuss uh,
2: quote that's like, those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. So it's like, oh, just run with that and, and do all you can.
1: 100%. And what was it that actually um, sparked your passion for ocean conservation?
2: Um, I guess just growing up between New Zealand and Australia, you know, I know that I'm happiest by the beach and we have such, you know, beautiful country. It would just be a disaster to see that go. And uh, about, you know, six years ago, I went to a conference at the United Nations in New York uh, with an ocean charity and just learned some daunting facts and You know, that there's no commercial fisheries by 2050 and that every second breath we breathe is owed to the ocean and just the detriment of also the fashion industry. Yeah, it's it's just pretty devastating that not that many larger companies are seeming to adapt as fast as we need them to. And it's so, you know, individually daunting to think that nothing that we can do can make a difference but I do think as consumers I I hope to see a shift in how we consume as well and just be a little bit more mindful and educated and yeah make the little changes that we can and share the knowledge and then hopefully those higher up will listen
1: Yeah, and, you know, I think you're 100% right. I think the fashion industry has a lot to answer for in that conversation, um, being one of the biggest causes, like you said, Um, and it's actually been really interesting to watch the fashion industry go through a period of such change during, you know, the coronavirus pandemic. It's prompted a lot of designers to really um, rethink the way that they were doing things.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I know personally a number of designers that have you know, taken a step back over this time and, um, you know, really thought is it necessary to be pumping out this many seasons in a year? I, you know, they've lost their love of creativity as well and their love of the design process. And if they can just put out pieces when they're ready or, you know, on a schedule that best fits the designer, not the buyer, it would just benefit, you know, everybody and the environment. And i also think, you know, this time, you know, we, we've all just taken a few months indoors to reflect upon ourselves and what we want to do and, yeah, I, I've i become much more for in my later years buying classic pieces or finding that piece that I really, really love in a second-hand store that I've been dying to get for years um, and just being yeah, far less of a consumer.
1: Totally. And I feel like, you know, whenever I buy something that's a little bit expensive from my favorite pre-loved sellers or anything like that, I mean, it almost feels like it doesn't count, right? Like, it doesn't count. <laughs> I'm spending less money buying
2: the more expensive pieces that I really love than the oh i'm gonna buy 10 of these from zara because it's so cheap over the month and i don't really think of it and i'm getting the one piece that i you know hummed and ahed about for months and months and then you know it's lasting me 10 years or so
0: monday loves lash locks and the environment we believe you shouldn't have to choose between caring for your hair or caring for the planet our signature pink bottles are 100% recyclable and made with recycled plastic. Plus, we've printed straight on them to skip the sticky labels. Right now, our team is busy working behind the scenes on a refillable pouch so you can stock up on your favourite Monday products while cutting down on your recycle waste. Do your hair and the planet a favour and shop Monday at Coles.
1: You have you know, such a close relationship with a lot of designers and, you know, the flip side of the coronavirus pandemic has been, you know, not only it's been a great opportunity for d- designers to rethink things, but it's also been, you know, quite disastrous for the fashion industry in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of, you know, change there. Um, you know, as as we mentioned before, as we were talking about earlier, um, the closure of Elle and Harper's Bizarre, the magazines that I worked for, you've shot for multiple covers of those, um, Fashion Quarterly as well in New Zealand, and, you know, countless designers, um, small local designers that are really struggling. What's that side of it been like to work in an industry with such upheaval at the moment?
2: Yeah, it, it's frightening. Um, so many huge brands are really struggling in all the magazines that you spoke about. And, it, it, yeah, it has given us all a very heavy heart, especially now I can honestly say I don't think I would have gotten as far as I did without Harper's support um, or else. I, you know, was on the cover of Harper's when I was sixteen years old, my first one. And I think I did four or five since then. And having the support of Australia and New Zealand behind me when I went overseas and those incredible photos in my portfolio let everyone overseas think, oh, she's a real deal. She can do it. Otherwise I, you know, it, it scares me the young girls that are going out there today without you know, the editorial backing behind them. But, and and for the young designers too, it's like these are the platforms for the young designers, the young photographers, here and makeup artists. And yeah, without that, it's it's really frightening and there's so much history behind it all. But I have seen, you know, a shift and I've seen a few of the people that have been working in the magazines and there are so many passionate creatives out there. They're not just going to stop. So I have no doubt there will be other platforms or other ways we will continue to create. And that's something that I found really exciting over this period, too. And since launching my website, I've managed to reach out to photographers or have them reach out to me and hair and makeup artists. And everyone is so motivated to just do the beautiful shoots they've always wanted to do and um yeah, we, we've shot some amazing things with the teams that we want and collaborated. And, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll put some of those on my site and we'll link up with the brands that we choose to work
1: for. So it, it will talent will not be lost, I'm sure. Definitely. And what advice would you kind of give to young talent who are looking at all of this and feeling a little bit terrified and and being like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I really want to model. These are the models that I dreamed of being on the, um, these are the mags that I dreamed of being on the covers of, and now they're not there. Um, what advice would you give to those young girls in the industry who want to follow a similar path yeah
2: I think yes it's scary and things are not going to be the same but we have this whole world on the internet now and with social media and things will just adapt and become more that way so we might do amazing photo shoots and they might be put up on digital only or you know just use for Instagram and you know the beauty of print I'll, I will miss it so much but but people will find a way to continue shooting or maybe they'll do some big, beautiful coffee table books at the end of the year or they, they'll, they will find a way. And I just don't think we can ever give up. I think it's the time to be creative. And,
0: you know, like
2: the photographers and the teams that I've begun working with, it's instead of going, oh, we don't have anything to shoot or a cover to shoot. We're going, OK, let's just do it. Get it together wear what we want to wear hopefully that brand will notice and love us and use us next time like yeah just think outside the box and i think yeah you just you just have to really put yourself out there to be noticed i you know one the good thing about social media is it's given like young photographers and you know young models a platform to be seen in ways that if they weren't cast for the editorial they just might not be so it's it's you know doing the i m g have this thing. we love your jeans, and it's it's trying to get noticed by modeling agencies or photographers and And you do have a platform, so just use it wisely. Oh, that's so cute. I love
1: that idea. Um and yeah, well, obviously, you know, you started your own like lifestyle website again in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Lots of time, I guess, to work on it. Um, What was the real inspiration behind that? Yeah, I mean, I had so much more time than I've ever had
2: before, and I'm really not one to sit still. So I wanted to use that time to kind of create a space for my followers to actually find out a little bit more about the true me and what I you know, truly loved the brands I use and, you know, the products that I own myself and I've tried and tested them. Um, Because yeah, over COVID, we started doing a lot more at home beauty videos or workout routines or, you know, my agency was often sending me, oh, can you wear this dress and do a swipe up to buy? And I just hated the inauthenticity about it all. And I just really wanted to you know wear what I love to wear and or you know promote whom I want to and yeah it's been a really exciting project and I've gotten some great response but it's it's also very scary I'm you know sitting there doing it and I'm like what am I doing is anyone even gonna look at this but it, I've been able to interview you know Al McPherson like an idol of mine um you know, Georgia Ellis, my friend Rekha Jab from Homewares, and it really shows like a a rounded passion, you know, and it's kind of putting all of my ideas into one place, which I hope that people can just, you know, look at it and kind of enjoy it. And it's, you know, a little bit of a magazine as such.
1: (laughs) Totally. It's beautiful. It's really gorgeous. I think you've um, styled it beautifully. And um, I remember when it launched, swiping up straight away uh, because it looked really, really great. And it's got lots of cool content on there and so cool that you're able you know support some of those creatives um in the industry who might not have a lot lot of work at the moment either so it's just a beautiful project um and then also yeah that's what I'm so excited about is the collaborative you know approach that I can actually go go
2: with with these brands and all the teams
1: yeah so so good um and obviously you have been working on Monday, obviously, also launching during a pandemic. Yeah, wow, <laughs> what guts! <laughs> You've been so busy. Um, and let's let's talk about Monday and and where it all began. Um, how did you? Meet Jamie. So Jamie and I went to primary
2: school together. Actually, I used to go up to her farm and hang out with her dogs, and yeah, we were really good friends growing up. And um you know, followed each other's paths as we grew up. And I was living in New York, and she came to live in Sydney. And you know, we were always to and fro. And then she came up to me with this idea about Monday, and I was like, "Bang! That is so exciting!" and Like, I absolutely loved it. I loved the idea of, you know, luxury being accessible to everyone and tried the product, and it was amazing. And, yeah, of course, the rest is history. It was, you know, the first thing that I have done in, you know, a business kind of realm, and I've always wanted to get into that following modelling. I knew that modelling was never going to be like, I'm going to get to 30 and then just quit. It was kind of a stepping stone for something else. And this, you know, Nick obviously is a guru, and I was—I have so much to learn from them. And yeah, it's really exciting. So I'm just absolutely loving working for Mondays so far.
1: And it's been crazy successful, like sold out everywhere. I remember when I got to try it, obviously a little bit for other people because I was working in Max. Um, so I've, I've been using it since about March, um, and I loved it right before it launched and I just knew that it was going to be so big and then it did launch and like bare supermarket shelves everywhere like that's crazy yeah no it was
2: you know larger than we could have thought we couldn't keep up with the stock it it flew off the shelves everywhere and you know, I have my aunties in New Zealand trying to get it and sending me just photos of empty shelves every day. They're going up and I'm like, you're not meant to be at the supermarket, guys. (laughs) Like, Get home. No, so it it was, you know, such an incredible response in a time where, you know, I couldn't fly back to the opening. We couldn't even have a launch event um, and we were very nervous about you know what was going to happen launching at this time but it turns out it was it was it's so worth it and so well received and you know I can only see growth in it and the product's incredible and yeah when you just look at the other brands on the shelf I'm like wow
1: it looks beautiful <laughs> it's very chic it's very instagrammable um and I think you know you're, you guys really tapped into um, an idea. I remember again when I got it and I saw that it launched, and I was like, "Wow, the the price point, the packaging, people want beautiful products, and they want products that works that work, but they don't want to spend you know seventy dollars on hair care. So to be able to have something that melds all those things, of course, it was going to sell out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it really is crazy the price of you know other salon products, and it. It, it's just too much to ask. Um, you know, everyone needs to wash their hair every week. It shouldn't be that. So this is just an amazing product to come up with. And hey, my, even my boyfriend uses it as body wash and loves the scent.
1: <laughs> the scent is really, really good. Really good. I don't think that a lot of um, supermarket brands have amazing scents. I found that like, again, being a beauty editor, trying so many um, They're just always a little bit much, but the Monday one is just perfect. Really nice. Um, And obviously another thing that's really important to Monday um, is sustainability. And obviously that was something that was really important to you as well. Can you talk me through um, how you guys went about making the product sustainable? We're
2: trying to work on uh, using pouches to refill them as well, which I love the idea of. Um, Even down to, uh, you know, we thought about how the bottle was shaped and it being slightly square, it packs into the shipping containers without adding extra space. So there's a whole lot of thought that goes into it. It's made from recycled materials. It is 100% recyclable um yeah it's obviously that was a really important thing for me getting involved with something that is sustainable and also need wants to improve too so yeah I'm I'm it's doing taking all the boxes and it's we're gonna come up with even more fun and um environmentally friendly ways to move forward as well
0: Our Monday hashtag goals are simple, to add a little bit of affordable luxury to your everyday. So hearing how much you love Monday and seeing your pics means the world to us. Keep it coming and don't forget to tag us at Monday Hair Care.
1: What's your favourite Monday shampoo and conditioner combination to use? I'm using the Smooth at the moment. I started on the
2: uh, Repair. But the smooth now that my hair is feeling very repaired and I haven't been damaging it too much over lockdown, I'm like, it's so silky and I I am loving it. And, you know, my sister is using it and she used to have quite coarse hair and she's like yelling out from the bathroom the first time she tried it like, what is this? (laughs) Like just... It, it's really – every every um line of it is incredible and there's, you know, a blonde one coming out soon, which is really exciting. And we're also going to launch a treatment, which is awesome, um, throwing around a few other ideas as well. So the line
1: will continue to grow. Giving us some real clickbait. You mentioned obviously being on sets and having your hair styled so much um, and also getting your makeup done so much with some of the best beauty teams in the world, what has been some of the best beauty tips you've picked up during that time?
2: For me, I think trial and error of having makeup on and off all the time is actually realizing that I don't look better with lots of makeup on and I think this is a really important thing that we kind of just go through this routine as women and it's like we grow up and start putting makeup on like thickly just to leave the house on a fancy night out and you know when it's not if it's especially if it's not done perfectly I'm like, it doesn't look like me and I don't necessarily look better I just look like I've got a bunch of makeup on so I think you know, that is the number one takeaway as it's should be about you know enhancing the features and the beautiful you rather than even masking yourself so those are my biggest takeaways yeah
1: so then how do you then take that approach into your everyday makeup and I mean when I know not many of us are wearing it every single day at the moment but your typical go-to makeup look how would you what would that normally be
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm a big one on skincare. I think it's really important to start, you know, with fresh, healthy skin and um, then you can layer your makeup on top of it. It also just always sits better on the skin. Otherwise, you know, if you haven't got moisturizer or serums underneath you, your foundation will kind of cake off. Um, but personally, I don't love a whole lot of coverage on my skin. So I like to use a sheer foundation or almost a tinted moisturizer. Chanel is a really great one. They have the there's beige and it's like half water almost um there's some great um great foundations or tinted moisturizers out there that just don't involve a lot of coverage and i even prefer if you feel like you do have need more coverage to just use your concealer on the spots that you do have the redness and really make sure that's blended in well because you can then still see the skin texture on the rest of your face. So, you know, if you have a spot, use your concealer there. I have the clear de po one. It's amazing. I'll use it, you know, around my nose or on a spot. Um, next, like if I'm just doing a kind of everyday makeup, brows are so important. I love spiking my brows up. Um, filling them you know in to look a little bit thicker but the number one trick I learned uh, through working a lot and then trying to replicate the look that they've done at home when you're going into a store they look at you and they go you've got brown here you should get a dark brown eyebrow shadow reality is you put dark brown on dark eyebrows and it gets very dark and for me I find to get naturally full eyebrows. It's not about necessarily making them darker. It's just about making them feel fuller. So I'll use a blonde or a dark blonde eyeshadow on my eyebrows, and that was a really, really good point to notice. Um, then I, I love the RMS products. They're like a creamy. They've got a like a blush and a bronzer and an illuminator, but they're all natural, so they're beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, just you know, touch mascara and you're good to go.
1: Yeah, I think um, that's an excellent tip about brows because I feel like when everyone really started getting into brows again in like 2013, 2014, everyone everybody just went for oh my roots are dark or my natural eyebrows are dark so I'm just gonna go with the dark brown pencil and that's how we'd all have those like block brows
2: my mum I told her she should fill in her brows and she went and got the mascara wand and started using that and I was just like oh very dark (laughs)
1: <laughs> um and you know you mentioned skin is really important um do you have a go-to facialist or um, a particular regime that you rely on to keep your skin looking amazing because you travel all the time and if I was traveling as much as you would I would literally my skin would just be not having it yeah no it's I mean it's a challenge when you're
2: traveling and you're flying you're having makeup on and off and late nights and early call times um but that for me when it when life was that way was all about nourishing from within so it was about drinking a ton of water eating really well um you know not just relying on coffee and dehydrating yourself and having a glass of wine and being like i'll be fine um so that is where i really noticed like the difference in my skin after having salmon the night before or avocado it's kind of crazy um, so, again, yeah, number one, Nourish From Within. But I've also recently found this New Zealand beauty brand, Emma Lewisham, who my sister put me on too. It's It's 100% clean, and I love it. It's, it's you know, I'm always hesitant to, you know, think, does this beauty brand work? It's 100% clean, but it, it really does. There's, like, an anti-pigment serum that you can put on in the morning, and now they've just done a night oil, which has, like, vitamin A, which is that retinol, and that's the – you know, the anti-aging kind of, you know, wonder, wonder drug. So um, without, yeah, without the irritation because it's all natural. So love that. I love Sizzly products. Um, they just have a few really rich ones. They're kind of, you know, thicker, but this is great for, you know, winter or if you're traveling. Um, but yeah, it's, it's finding out what works for you in that moment too, knowing that oh, my skin's dry now, you know, use a thicker cream and not being afraid of, you know, the oils and things if they're the right ones.
1: Uh, You're also very into health and fitness. You have been putting everyone to shame with your workouts on social media, being so active. Um, I've seen you doing Pilates and HIIT workouts, like a really good combination. What keeps you so motivated to keep moving your body even even during quiet times like this?
2: Yeah, I mean... I've always loved doing sports I was always you know in every team under the sun over school and you know I get so much enjoyment about it and I I know how good my head feels after it so the you know getting a good body is kind of a result of exercise but it's not the reason I do do it I'm doing it my mind and I think also it gives you the motivation the more you do it you feel good you feel good about yourself your body like is um you're strong you're driven it motivates you to keep going and to do more and I know those days where you know I'm not perfect at all I go through phases but um you know when I'm not doing it for a few days, I'll, I'll feel it. And I'm, you know, a bit sluggish and I might be slower to get my computer up and actually start working. Or I might not even want to eat that healthily that day because I'm just feeling a little bit meh. But if I've done my Pilates or a walk or a run in the morning, I'm like, all right, I'm healthy. I'm strong. I can do this. Let's take on the world. Um, Yeah. So I think it's just about, you know, going in with the mentality of, This makes me feel good and, you know, looking good is just a secondary benefit to exercise. Um, One of the things I've also found really helpful is just finding what's right for you and also not continuing on with the same thing all the time. So mix it up. And I found that even easier kind of here now I'm in Australia. I can, oh, I'm going to go and play tennis as my form of exercise today. Or you know, walk with a friend, or go for a really short run, or go and do Pilates, or do your high intensity at home. There are so many options, and by keeping you know your body guessing and your mind guessing, you're keeping it exciting for you, and yeah, keeping your you know your body reacting, which is how you best respond to exercise as well.
0: Monday Haircare is changing the hair game by making luxury accessible. Our products cost you less, but don't compromise on results. Look out for our cute pink bottles on your supermarket shelf. Monday, high quality hair care, happy wallets.
1: So, what does um, a typical day in the life look like for you at the moment?
2: At the moment, I wake up at about six thirty, and um, we'll go for a walk down to the nearest coffee shop and that's kind of like my little meditative time, and then I I get back and hour, I go straight to a Pilates class, um, pull my computer up, do some emails, some work on the website, you might have a shoot in the afternoon, or in the morning, or a podcast, Um, yeah, I, I am spending a lot of time at my computer, actually, it is amazing, you know, how you can give yourself these projects, and they really do just, you know take over your days which has been a godsend too because I would tear my hair out if I had nothing to do but yeah after you know I feel like I've done enough work I'll go and see my sister and her, my nieces they're divine they're three and four years old and that that is you know one of the good things that has come out of COVID is I've been able to spend time with them and I never would have had this time back here
1: yeah and yeah you it feels like you've had a really great um balance both professionally and personally here you know how do these projects happen you've got to spend more time with your sister and her family and um yeah that must be that must be really really nice very busy though you know still very very busy you
2: know it, it's really nice change of pace it's busy enough it's nothing I can't handle um it's meant that I can be a lot more involved say on Monday like proceeding I kind of had thought I'll come back to the shoots and be on it as much as I can. But now I've got time to really go over all the creatives and, you know, plan how to move forward. And I just want to be so involved because I have the time to be behind my computer being, you know, on emails and bouncing off ideas. So it's really exciting to be able to do that. And and I was always wanting to do business, but it was never going to be an easy thing because, In the modeling industry, you take the jobs until they stop, more or less. And if I was to say, hey, I want to go and live back in Australia, be with my family or have a life and sleep eight hours a night every night, it would just be like a no. And I don't think I would probably be able to do it because I just had such drives like, okay, let's keep going and going and going and going. But taking a step back, it's really made me evaluate okay, what's important and this is not the plan. I would have loved to work really hard for another three or four years but this has happened and let's make the most of it instead of just waiting for this period to be over when we don't know what even is going to happen in the world. How can I use this and move forward so then when we come out of this I can travel and I can do a few jobs that I really want to do or I can get more involved in business and I can keep learning Um. Yeah, it, it's just been a real kind of reset. And it
1: sounds like it's been yeah. um, a really positive one. And I'm sure uh, as soon as everything dials back up again, you're going to be so busy. You'll literally have these businesses that you've been working on. And then you're also going to have all the modelling. But um, it sounds like they're things that you're really, really passionate about. So um, that's always a really good thing. Um, and finally, um, what makes you feel your most beautiful? Yeah, I mean, I think feeling
2: most beautiful, no doubt, is just comes from how you are emotionally feeling at that time and feeling confident in yourself. And for me, I know I feel most beautiful when I have been looking after my body, when I've, you know, been eating well, done a little bit of exercise, nothing too extreme, of course. Like just just loving yourself, you know, taking a little bit of time, putting in your hair mask seeing your family. Um, yeah, that is just when I find myself to be naturally smiley and just carefree and yeah, just enjoy the, the energy and environment and the people around you and yeah. It's it's serious. It sounds so cheesy. Beauty's from within, but <laughs> I've I've had a ton of shoots where I have been done up to the nines and here and makeup but just not felt confident in myself. And it really shows on the photos and shows in,
0: you know, my aura
2: and my my energy. Um so it seriously put on a smile and and it, you know, is that's what's beautiful. It's just being you.
1: Perfect, Georgia. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so nice to chat to you. And uh, we can't wait to see everything else that's coming up with Monday and everything's coming up with GeorgiaFowler.net and, of course, all of your modelling as well. So, it was lovely
0: talking with you. You too. Thanks for joining us for Monday on the Mic, proudly brought to you by Monday Hair Care. We'd love to hear from you. Slide into our DMs with any questions you'd like to hear answered in the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast.